Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Now, here's our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were talking about we either believe in eternal security or eternal insecurity. Well, let us continue at that point today. My friend, you believe in eternal security, or you believe in eternal insecurity. Okay, if you don't believe the one, then you believe the other. So you're either believing in eternal insecurity, or you're believing in eternal security. I'm going to follow the Bible with that, and stay with eternal security. Because it wasn't by works of righteousness which I did that got me saved. It's not by works of righteousness that I do that keeps me saved. I'm saved according to his mercy. I'm kept by his grace and power. I was regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God. And so too is everyone who receives the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now this is revealing to us then the twofold nature of salvation. A believer possesses a positional, judicial standing of righteousness. Babe Ruth is in the baseball's Hall of Fame. He was there five years after he quit playing baseball. He was there five years after he died. As long as the Hall of Fame lasts, Babe Ruth's name will be there. Well, my friend, my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. I didn't earn it. However, it was earned by someone far greater than Babe Ruth, the Lord Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice on Calvary and his subsequent bodily resurrection three days later. It is by his one sacrifice for sins forever and then my acceptance of his salvation that was freely offered, that I'm enshrined into heaven's book of life. Although I'm not up there as of yet, I'm in his book of life. And I'm there as long as the eternal God lives. <laughs> that is secure. When God ceases to exist, I cease to exist. Is there anything Babe Ruth could do right now to get his name removed from the Hall of Fame? Of course not. He's dead. He's in a grave. However, do you realize that it would be one trillion times easier for him right now in his present condition of bodily death and having been so for 60 years or more that it would be easier for him 
to get his name removed from the Baseball Hall of Fame than for any man to pluck me out of my Savior's hand. I'm secure in Christ, but in his grasp, he's also my disciplinarian because he's also my father. You're saying, oh, you messed up. You called Jesus your father. Do you remember the prophecy in Isaiah? His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting, and what's the next word? Father, and the Prince of Peace. Wow. Does that lay it out for us or not? But as a father, he is my disciplinarian and whom he loves, he chastens and he scourges every son whom he receives. Now, the second part of the twofold nature is that this standing in Christ is forever. Forever. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful hope that is for us. Now, let's hone in on this word, perfected. It's defined as bringing something to its end or fulfillment, completion. The perfect tense refers to an action completed in the past, but with continuing results. That simply means the blood of Jesus Christ will never, never, never lose its power. And Jesus Christ, our Lord, will never, never, never lose our salvation. Not one of us will ever be plucked out of his hand who have been saved by the grace of God. And hallelujah for that. Hallelujah forever. The title deed to my eternal soul has been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ. And my friend, it wasn't bought on time payments. It was paid in full. Now, there is what is called a modifier between the words perfected and them. That word is forever. This verse is teaching us the eternal security of the salvation of the believer because the salvation is of the Lord. In other words, I don't keep it. He does. Someone says, do you believe that you could lose your salvation? Well, if salvation was in my hands, yes. <laughs> Very definitely. But you see, my salvation is in the Lord's hands. And nobody's going to pluck me out of his hands. Now, he may have to spank me. May have to do some things. You remember back in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, talking about people coming to the Lord's table? Some were sickly and some slept. In other words, they died early, died before God had actually wanted them to take them home. Why? Because some he had to chasten. Some he had to scourge. Some died, whether it's through sicknesses, 
or other venues, they died early because of the things in their life. And if you're one of God's children, you better understand he chastens those that are his own. Ask him to cleanse you, to cleanse you completely, to cleanse you totally. Call upon him for cleansing. And that takes us to the next word in verse 14. The last one I want you to look at is the word sanctified. Since it is also in Hebrews, the verse in 12.14 is quite helpful here. In Hebrews 12.14 we read, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now without holiness, a man does not see God. However, you were sanctified totally for the salvation of your soul when you were saved. That is, you were placed in a position permanently. Saved people have what we call positional holiness. Because holiness is of Jesus Christ. And so this is of him and him alone. It's through him we have this. And so you you have that positional holiness. Now again, follow peace with all men and holiness. And we're looking at the same word as in our text. Verse 14, sanctified. For by one offering he perfected forever them that are sanctified, that are made holy. The judgment seat of Christ will show if you grew in that position. As we said earlier, theologians like to call it progressive sanctification. And basically it means you should be more holy now than you were a year ago. There should be less of the world, less of the flesh, less of your lust, and more of righteousness and holiness, more of faith. And more of a walk with God. There are people today saying, you know what? Your churches can't operate with those same standards they had a few years ago. Oh, we live in a different age. Well, that's man's philosophy. That's religious philosophy. But Bible philosophy says this. If we're growing in sanctification, then our personal standards and our church will be more holy this year than it was last year. And next year we'll be more holy than we were this year. See, that's when we're growing in sanctification. That's when we're growing in holiness. My friend, where are you in your life? Do you find yourself giving in to the religious philosophies of the world, even if they're coming from what was one time so-called good churches and good preachers? What direction? Are you going? Now, verses 15 through 18 will then show us that Jesus Christ is indeed the true offering for sin. There is no more offering for sin. First, see that the Holy Spirit is a witness to us. In verse 15, we read this. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, Now, before we go on, that's all of verse 15. But the Holy Spirit witnesses to and for us. 
In in Romans eight sixteen, it shows us for us the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that is for us that we are the children of God. Being a witness to us does not mean that we no longer need the Bible because He will give us feelings. No, to us, to the Holy Spirit, doctrine is important. Romans 8, 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be, the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If you've got the Spirit of Christ in you, you're saved. If you're not saved if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as Savior, he places his Holy Spirit to live within you forever. Now, notice from John 16, verses 13 and 14. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. That is doctrine. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the Sermon Library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible